Good, good morning. morning. It's good to be here. As Bob said, I'm Joan Hogan, and our singing doctor has arrived on the scene. Rick Holm is also a prairie doc. He's in the studio. He's ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's a primary care physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings, and he's also a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Oof. Good morning, Dr. Good Hogan. Good morning, Joan Hogan. Did Ella. you just say oofta? Oofta, yeah. What was sure, the oofta you know. for? <laughs> I was thinking about your stuffy nose, Joan. You sound like you're in the bottom of a barrel. I'm at the end of a cold. Last week was just barely bearable. I, I, I was not happy. No, but but it's, uh, it's just about gone now. Uh, did you watch the congestion show? About yeah, uh, and I know. I, I didn't take any <laughs> medicine. I drank a lot. A lot, a lot of water. Got a lot of water. Folks. A lot drank of water. Lot. Drank a whole lot of water. <laughs> I really did. What is it with a cold that you just keep wanting to drink water? I, I don't know. I mean, you, know, you want the mucus to be thinner. <laughs> and if you're hydrated, it's thinner. If you're dehydrated, it's thicker. Okay. And thicker is harder to, to deal with. Bob, you were thinking. Oh. No, That's no good. comment. Just thinking. No. Colds so, are not a pleasant no. thing to have. No, and no. Uh, I, I have to say that uh, I wish we had better <laughs> answers. All of the over-the-counters are really pretty inadequate. And uh, ex- the, the most important treatment for a common cold is to swallow a lot because it drain it and it brings all that stuff out of your mucous membranes and brings it down past the throat then you clear it with the liquid that you're swallowing and clear your your um, your voice box and the back of your throat which is where people get in trouble and the best way to do that is with a something that makes saliva and that would be anything to suck on like lemon drops or better yet mental lipless sugar-free cough drops so I encourage mental lip to sugar-free cough drops. I put them in, have people put them in a mug of hot tap water because that's real easy to do. And and then you're drinking a fair amount of liquid, and the mentholatum is comforting. And the mentholatum is comforting, isn't it? Yes, it it is. just is. It just makes you whether feel. you feel better or not, but you you think you feel better with mentholatum. Yeah, right. I like right. that. So the amazing thing is the amount of phlegm one person can produce in a week. Yes, it's I just overwhelming, <laughs> utterly overwhelming. You I get up in the morning, you sound like you're a ninety-year-old man. You know, you just bring it up, bring it up. Oh, it's what disgusting! A, are you? That's a sexist comment. Oh, about well, that I, women don't sound like that. Men do. I have no idea how those sounds came out of me. Well, oh. I had a ninety-year-old woman say to me. She said to me, "This is I'll never forget it." She's long gone. She said, "Where does all that mucus come from?" <laughs> I'm just like her. you did. You yes, just said the same thing. just overwhelming. So we've got a guest today. We do. We'll stop talking about Joan's illnesses and talk about our guest. I'm so happy to welcome Aaron Peterson to our program today. I've known Aaron Peterson the past couple of years because he's worked with Dr. Holm on the Healing Words Foundation, and he is now the executive director of the Healing Words Foundation. Welcome to our program, Aaron. Good morning. Nice to have mm. you here. So um, tomorrow... Tomorrow night's show will be an interesting one because we're going to highlight both your physician who cared for your injury and uh, Bob Vandemark, uh Jr., the, um, uh, another hand, wrist, elbow, uh, forearm uh, orthopedist. Uh, well, I introduced Aaron as tomorrow. an executive director of your Healing Words Foundation, but you're starting to talk about his injury, which we should mention, or people won't know what he's doing here. But what? in October, Aaron took a major bike fall. What happened, Aaron? 
Um, I was uh, riding my bike to the post office. We have a P.O. box downtown for a foundation. And on the way back, I was actually just a block away from my apartment. I turned the corner on the sidewalk and went onto the grass. I went to get back on the grass, and it was a place where the dirt had settled. So my bike tipped over, and I did the instinctual but uh, dumb thing to do and stuck out a straight arm. And I landed on the uh, palm of my hand, but what happened was, as I understand it, is a straight line force went up the ulna and shattered the distal humerus. And I would leave it to Rick to explain a little bit more the elbow anatomy uh, and what exactly would have happened then. Uh, Just thinking about the anatomy of the forearm, the wrist, the hand, you know, the humerus, it's it's so interesting. Interesting is uh, that the elbow bone, this big elbow bone is the ulna, and it comes down all the way down um, to the wrist where it turns into a tiny little part of the wrist. Uh, And so the ulna, the big ulna at the elbow, turns into a tiny little part of the wrist connection. On the other hand, at the wrist is the major part of the, the above the wrist bones. There are like eight tiny little bones of the wrist connecting to the hand. But above those eight tiny bones is mostly the radius bone. That's this big wrist bone that goes all the way across the wrist except for that little bit of ulna. And the radius bone, as you go up toward the elbow, turns into a tiny little turning uh, bone. So the interesting part of the forearm is that one part is big, gets smaller. One part is small, gets bigger. And uh, they make a combination forearm that allows us to twist and turn and do all of the magical things that happen there. And the other part of the forearm that's interesting to me that I should highlight before we get into Aaron's injury is that if you think about the muscles of the hand, the hand, you know, is that thing that can throw a spear or a football or can sew a garment or paint a a masterpiece or play a piano, um, uh, uh, a beautiful piece, Uh, that hand is for the most part controlled by the muscles of the forearm and the forearm muscles connect to the hand by all these little pulleys and wires that or tendons that go out and if you think about it the tip of the finger the middle part of the finger the the the, the nearer part of the finger each are connected to a forearm muscle and the strength of the hand is almost completely, not completely, but almost completely in the uh, control of the muscles of the forearm. So this intricate connection of the forearm and the hand um, is, is extru- it's just a marvel of design of, and engineering. And of course, Aaron's injury came down where a, he straight armed it and uh, it, it, it not only uh, broke the elbow bone at the elbow, but it shattered uh, the part of the elbow above the elbow, uh, part of the f- uh, upper arm, the humerus. And there's nothing funny about that, I would say. He was in a whole <laughs> lot of pain. Uh, he came pain. to the, the, the show with his arm broken <laughs> and hung, hung there for about an hour while we were doing the TV show that night. 
<laughs> and then he went off to the emergency room and then off to Sioux Falls at that point they shipped him. Major surgery. Well, we're going to continue that, but we should take a break, so we'll be back right after these words. Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here. In the studio with me is Dr. Rick Holm, and we're discussing hand injuries and elbow injuries because we have as our guest Aaron Peterson, who's the executive director of the Healing Words Foundation, but also an errant bike rider. And he took quite a fall last fall. <laughs> last fall, he took a fall last fall, and uh, followed it up with major surgery in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Uh, so, w- what happened after? Um, you hung around at the television studio for a while, and then you went to the emergency room. And let's just walk us through what happened. Uh, it was actually backwards. It happened right around five, so I uh, ended up. T- I was able to make it to the clinic before they uh, closed. closed. Uh, they took an X-ray, and there, all they did was, you know, they splinted it up and said, "You have to go see an orthopedic surgeon." Uh, and I saw a general orthopedic surgeon first and you know they had taken a CT scan and they went you know this is out of my league you need to go see a hand surgeon and that's something that I don't think everyone knows is a hand surgeon actually deals with the elbow uh, very much for the reason that you described because the hand muscles go up into the forearm. Um, So a week after the injury I had uh, surgery Uh, they had two plates and 13 screws to get everything back in order and I spent the next couple months uh, doing therapy uh, three times a week uh, slowly getting range of motion back and now this next Thursday or next Tuesday I will uh, they'll go in and remove the plates remove the screws and hopefully another couple months of therapy and I'll back to as close to normal as possible you know what they say though uh, you can't make a sow's uh, silk purse out of a sow's ear Uh, you're you're gonna have a elbow that isn't going to be perfect Uh, but uh, I think the most important thing to realize is that rehabilitation is the most important thing and the more you do the and the more the more function you'll you'll have back and you can you may return completely to normal forget all about this injury but uh, how much range of motion do you have now uh, currently 25 to 30 degrees uh, it's really stuck um, you know flexion I can't even get it to a 90 degrees and you know I understand that's part partly due to the hardware in there and then partly due to uh, tight soft tissue uh, I believe it it's fascia right the mm-hmm. that surrounds joints right so that scar tissue is, he might just need to release some of that scar tissue. Um, I'm not sure what he'll be doing, but it's interesting that you really have limitation. Can you rotate? Can you Yes, rotate rotation is uh, normal. completely normal. So that's important. Uh, and rotation is really a function of the head of the, uh, the radius. Radius meaning rotation, you know, round. And uh, that turns in a little swivel and so that if the if they that small part of the proximal or the part near the elbow of the humerus which I mean of the of the um, radius can turn in that little circular thing and it allows you to do this rotation turning of your forearm um, and so that's important because you know you when you're going to be grab grabbing things you need to be able to rotate to be able to 
get it. If you've only got one position, you can't rotate. You're going to have to rotate your whole body to be able to get your hand around something. So the rotation is very important. I'm glad you've got that. So you're on your way. You know, for those of you who are interested in anything having to do with the hand, the wrist, the elbow, Dr. Holmes' program tomorrow evening will discuss all of this. I think there's even an interview with Aaron that you pre-taped showing yeah. his injuries. And it's really exciting to have Dr. Robert Vandenmark, Jr. on the program with you. That'll be great. Right. He's he, a well-known surgeon out of Sioux Falls. He, he was a, cl uh, a year younger in med school with oh, he me. Was. Okay. His dad was our teacher. Oh. You know, and we all looked uh, just at awe over Bob Va Vandenmark, Sr. You know, he was the orthopedist of the state and the region, really, for the longest time. He dedicated his life to this um, uh, job that he had. Um, Bob, I know, the junior, uh, will remark on a little bit. May, well, he won't tomorrow night. I won't put him on the spot, but, I mean, you know, he didn't see a lot of his dad, which is, you know, the, the job that was so demanding. But because of Bob Vandenmark Sr., there were a lot of kids whose elbows worked and whose legs worked and knees worked when they wouldn't have had there not been a good surgeon to help take them through the fractures and the injuries that they've had at that time, that many years ago. So the question uh, I have about this whole thing is uh, a lot about um, the uh, rehabilitation that that you've had to go through and we'll talk let's talk about that uh, but should we take this first break we sure can and we'll be back right after these words hi welcome back to prairie doc radio dr Holm is here discussing with aaron peterson the recent s surgery and injury that he had in october had surgery following that trying to rehab his elbow so the rehab has really been extensive can you tell us something about that uh yeah uh as i I mentioned earlier in the program, you know, I was going to therapy uh, three times a week uh, when I initially started and kept that up for a solid two months. And uh, initially I worked with a occupational therapist, uh, Buck Norris, up in Aberdeen, uh, being from the Aberdeen area. I found it was a lot easier to have a mom and a little brother around the house to help move stuff. Um, and then when I moved back to Brookings here to... Uh, when I got back in the swing of work, I worked with a physical therapist, uh, Chuck, at the clinic, and he is a physical therapist. And, you know, that was one thing I found interesting is, you know, the differences between an occupational therapist and a physical therapist. Uh, typically, when you have a hand or uh, upper limb, uh, you work with an occupational therapist. Uh, however, I know Chuck has, like, extra training in uh, arms and arm therapy. Right. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Occupational therapy and physical therapy, what are th what's the difference is, is always a question. And um, I, I, I kind of uh, put it in this manner. Uh, an occupational therapy gets you is mainly uh, thinking about function. It looks about what you need to do to get back to do the things that you normally do, you know, getting back to function. And so they um, will uh, have a person work their hands so that they can do the things that they normally need to do to uh, do the activities of daily living and, their, and your normal work. Physical therapy has a lot to do with the overall activity and strength of a, of a, a particular part of your body. So... 
um, I will consult OT and PT uh, when I'm um, having a person rehab, for example, a broken hip. And the OT people will teach the pe person how to put their pants on and how to get clothed. And, and uh, the physical therapy person will march them around the room and stretch them in this way and that, and teach the muscles to work again. Both therapies extremely important to get back to your normal they, way they, of living. They work in synchrony. So there's no question about the value of each. And um, it's sort of a combined OTPT thing. And uh, I, I hardly ever consult one without the other. It's an amazing thing. So um, the, 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 your whole story and your x-rays and your surgeon, Dr. Scott McPherson, will be on our show tomorrow night and we'll hear it from his eyes. So it'll, it, it might be interesting for the listener right now to think about being a watcher and a uh, observer tomorrow night hear the hear the story about how Aaron's elbow was repaired and will be repaired further absolutely you know Aaron is here and as I mentioned at the outset of the show he is the executive director of the Healing Words Foundation we haven't talked a lot about that and I thought this might be a good time for Aaron just tell us something about the foundation yeah, uh, what is your the, role in it? Tell what us is about the it, what, is, what in the world is the Healing Words Foundation? Uh, so it's the parent group for uh, all of uh, Dr. Holmes' programs, uh, Prairie Doc Radio, On Call at the Prairie Doc, among other miscellaneous projects that uh, he and Joni are always working on. Uh, so I get to work with uh, both of them uh, full-time now, and I help them take care of the finances and organizing paperwork all the really fun stuff that i know rick would love to do though himself if he had time <laughs> <laughs> oh Everything yeah <laughs> rick hates to do and there's Aaron. <laughs> board of directors we have a board of directors one one gentleman from inside the hills another from rapid city another from uh, sioux falls and another from brookings and uh and joni and and myself and uh, that's kind of fun uh, that we have that those meetings but Aaron is the one who who coordinates them and gets them together and we get the direction of those board of directors uh, for our foundation which is uh, a fundraising arm so that we can do these projects um, and I'll tell you what the other major uh, help that we have uh, that people don't realize is that the physicians that come on our television show all do it completely voluntarily. Uh, the only reward they get is maybe a glass of wine at the end after the show is over uh, and maybe one of my books. Uh, but uh, there, it's a voluntary effort by the physicians uh, who come on the show and um, so I, I it's you know I'm forever grateful for the the, the physician experts and you know it wouldn't happen if it weren't for the, their voluntary work because we you can't pay them for the time that they've you know they they come here on their own dime take their own time off come across the state from Rapid City sometimes or Pier certainly Sioux Falls many of them are uh, Brookings or Aberdeen or Waterdown I mean we get them from everywhere and uh it's just a fantastic outreach, and it's a, it's a really important outreach because you want to spread good scientific information on any medical topic. And instead of... Uh, Biased uh, information, unfortunately, yeah. because you, unfortunately there is a lot of bias out there, and it's biased by 
industry. Now, I don't have a problem with industry, but the problem is if you're selling a product, you know, you're going to say, and we all know, advertisers will bend the truth a little bit to sell their products. So, I mean, what we really need in this world, and medicine in particular, is the truth. And, I mean, you know, maybe we, the truth is not always, you know, we don't know the truth, but as close as we can get to it. And trying to avoid any bias by any pharmaceutical or, or even by a hospital group. You know, you just, you, I think when I've talked to other radio uh, directors and asked them if they're interested in running our minute program or a minute and a half program, they just can't get over that you're able to have both Avira and Sanford and Rapid City doctors all willing to be on because not many people can do that. You know, they just, they're going to be just Sanford or just Avira, and it's phenomenal that you are known throughout the state and can bring in doctors from every every group, and they feel very comfortable on the program. You're not pushing the agenda of one group. You're pushing the agenda of good science. We're trying our best. Uh, we have the majority of our support uh, uh, well, we have a uh, we don't have a majority support. We have a, 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 a admixture of, of, of a variety of, of supporters. Uh, Avera is our largest supporter, uh, but um, and I am an employee of Avera, but uh, and they're a great organization. I will say that, uh, but I have to uh, also admit that you know we want we want is the best information and i just happen to know so many doctors from the state all uh before there was such a split between <laughs> uh groups and uh you know it's nice to have that history and these friends and they just happen to be from all over so you just do that i it's mean it's a real positive it just is it's, it's good medicine so good medicine tomorrow night we hope you're enjoying today's but tomorrow night at seven o'clock on south dakota public television you will get the whole story on aaron peterson and his bike accident but on anything on hands you know carpal tunnel syndrome i mean you know you talk about the arthritis of the thumb you talk about people who have funny bone things you know the funny bone it came from the humerus, but the, 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 the nerve that wraps through, p past the humerus, through the notch at the ulna, the elbow, coming down to innervate the fifth fi finger, the, the pinky, and half of the ring finger. Uh, that's ulnar neuropathy. There's, we can talk about that. There's all of the fractures that can occur, the common fracture of the, of the, uh, the bones of the wrist, that can happen and uh, it goes on and on uh the story of aaron the elbow uh and so you know we 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 have a very interesting uh, program promised for tomorrow night we were talking about healing words aaron any comments that you would like to make about healing words i mean we we did kind of an overview uh you know the only thing i would add is you know one thing that since coming on board i've been trying to emphasize is not just uh uh, you know, at trying to counter advertising and, you know, that I also really like to focus on uh, people that are just misinformed, but really mean well, because that's a group that I think can be persuaded a little bit easier. You know, the perfect example is the anti-vaccine movement. I, I genuinely think all these people mean well. You know, they're not going around like, I want to harm children by telling them not to get the MMR vaccine. You know, they just have been given the wrong information at some point and it's stuck and you know how can we persuade them that they should trust medical professionals that have gone to school 
uh, and understand these issues. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, I think that, uh, there are people who mistrust the medical profession because maybe sometimes we've deserved it in many ways. We have been biased by one thing or another. We haven't based everything that we do on perfect science. We live in a glass house. And so, I mean, I don't blame people for mistrusting. I don't. Uh, but I do think that when you make an opinion, you should gather as good a data as there is. And, of course, it's never perfect. But when you look at what science is, the real definition of science is the search for the truth. It's a search, and it's always going on, always going on. It's always changing. But it's an honest search for truth. And, and instead of <clears throat> burying your head in the hand and not looking at the data, uh, I think it's important that we all look hard at what is there and open our minds to the possibility we might be wrong having made this opinion, and let's look at the data. Um, and so uh, that's how I, I position it. You, we, it, it. It's a search for truth, and that's it what is. we need to all be doing. You know, right now I'm in search for a break. So we're going to take a break. I am. We'll uh, be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Dr. Holm and Aaron Peterson are in the studio with me, and they've been discussing uh, hand and elbow surgery, and there's going to be a bigger discussion tomorrow night at 7 o'clock in South Dakota Public Television. But Aaron, since last October 1st, has been really going through quite a bit with his elbow uh, destroyed. <laughs> it really looked destroyed. He's had surgery. He's had... Um, rehab. Now, Aaron, what do you think is the final word that you'd like to give? And what's what's your outcome thought? Um, I really would emphasize anyone in any injury. One, you know, trust the medical professionals you're dealing with and then be compliant with whatever they tell you to do. You know, it, you know, it, it kind of sucks to have to go to therapy three times a week and have to do additional exercises on your own. But, you know, you don't want to lose range of motion uh, over the long term. And, you know, I, myself personally, I don't want to lose it at any, I don't think at any age you want to lose it, but at 25, I go, it's going to be a long uh, six months or more. And, but in the end, uh, for the rest of my life, I should have uh, near normal function uh, talking to my therapist. So that's what kept you going those months, right? Do your rehab. Do your rehab. How important is that? The compliance is so important. Well, you know, it, whatever the doctor or even compliance and following through on meds that you're supposed to take it really makes a difference you know particularly with if you think about knee problems that have uh, this there's a syndrome of chronic knee pain associated with knee surgery and the answer is the people who do the rehab push through the discomfort have long-term lots lots less discomfort so for comfort reasons that's it Absolutely. Well, we do hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. As we mentioned often during this program, Dr. Holm will be on television tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We hope you enjoy that, and you can always hear more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Thank you for joining us today. Rick, that's all till next week. Thank you, Joan. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, 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 Thank you, Bob, and stay healthy out there, people.